Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the podcast that teaches you that no matter how much you lie, you will always get away with it. That's Simone LaRue. And that's Chad Echowitz. Chad, what a beautiful way for us to end out the new year with lies. That's that's what everyone does at this time of year, Simone. We make our New Year's resolutions and how many do we achieve and how many do we yeah, stick to? That's Let's true. be honest. That is true. You know, the world is terrible. <laughs> You know, this time last year, I actually should have gone back and listened. But this time last year, Chad, mm-hmm. we talked about where we want to be in a year. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't remember that conversation at all because both of us were very, very drunk. And so sad. And so sad. It had been a year, hadn't it? And I mean, like, this year is a bit better, I oh, would say. What would you what miles would you say? better. Listen, I think mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, I said that in a year, minimum... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be employed and out of debt. And mm-hmm. I am employed. <laughs> there you go. One out and of two working my way out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that's the thing with debt recovery. You just you gotta inch it. It's it's not yeah. a one stroke wonder. You've just gotta inch exactly. it. Exactly. I don't know what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, yeah, the moment I get a salary, I'll be able to pay everything back. Like I don't <laughs> eat food. Yeah, or pay rent mm. or, you know, have wanna do fun things. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if I didn't mm-hmm. want to enjoy my mm-hmm. life, I would be debt-free. But here I am, uh, yeah. much I happier. mean, if you just stopped eating <laughs> avocado toast, Simone, you would have been debt-free. That's you true. guys would have probably had a house by now. I'd have a house by now. You're absolutely right. That actually reminds me of one of the things that I said last year, which was I wanted to move out of my parents' yes. place. Yes, and? So there we look go. At him. And here we are. I'm in my own place, suffering us. in freezing cold conditions. But you know what? I'm. I, it's my place. I get to do what I want. I can do whatever I want, when I want. I love this for you. you. Know? Love it. It's great. Last night, I turned the couch into the sleeper, and I slept in the lounge while watching crap. Like, it was brilliant. Could I do that at my parents' house? No. no they don't have a sleeper couch. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's absolutely... So that's that's chick, tick tick yeah. for both of us. So nice. that's good. Yeah. Look at us. We're making our goals. So then, uh, you've got to ask the question, what do you want for 2022? Oh, God. I fear, I fear hoping for more, you know? <laughs> I get you. I get you. Um, Be cautious. Cautiously optimistic. What, what's like a minor thing that you okay, would like to have? Okay, I would like year? to have a couple more of my short stories published. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think nice. that's reasonable. And I would like I to have at least written maybe the first draft of a novel. I know I said that last year, uh, but this year for sure. <laughs> Good lord. In a year? You're a mad woman. <laughs> a novella, that's, uh, that's maybe. That's very impressive. Okay, <laughs> like a hundred page yeah. story. And yeah. I'll flesh it yeah. out, you know. Fair. Yeah, exactly. It builds. It builds. I think so. I mean, it all all sort of signs point to January of 2022 being a lockdown for us in the UK. Ah, us too. Finally, uh, our prime minister is doing one thing right. He realizes, you know, washing hands is not the way to beat a pandemic. So interesting. Potentially. Mm, very interesting. So uh, hopefully that will mean that I will go and live with Georgette for the sort of the whole of the the lockdown. Yeah. Oh, nice, so nice, I think, 
Yeah, I think my one wish for 2022 is that we survive yeah, that. That is a test. Yeah. Yeah, so so that would be my easy, uh, my my a- attainable goal for twenty twenty two. My only advice as someone whose yeah. relationship advise uh, survived several lockdowns is like have your mm-hmm. own spaces to retreat to. Just like mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. be in each other's space all the time, you can't do it. Right, right, okay, that's good to know. Um, she she lives in a studio apartment. Oh so God, that might be a bit more difficult. But we're gonna try. Does she not want to try would... staying in your place, which has a couple of? No, because she has to go to work. She's oh, an essential shit. worker, so she has to go into the office. That's the problem. Otherwise, like we yeah. would have definitely come here because I've got the bigger, bigger apartment. But well, praying um, so... for you guys. <laughs> I'll, bu- I'll buy some masking tape and I'll just put it down the middle of the apartment. Healthy, <laughs> like, healthy. Mine, yeah. <laughs> or you no, just we'll occasionally scream, fine. "Don't look at me!" at her. And then you get some <laughs> private time. I mean, both of us do that anyway when either of us go to the toilet. We're still in that really adorable phrase where it's sort of just like... I still, I'm still like, that's my private space. But again, I don't live in a studio, mm-hmm. so... That's true. That is true. But yeah, it's it's he- headphones in, listen to other things while I'm in the toilet. That's, that's polite, I think. That's very English. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we'll be fine. We'll get through this. We're, we're a good couple. We're, we're, we'll, it's, yeah. It, we're going to yeah. have a fighting chance. I believe in you two yeah. crazy yeah. kids. Thank you. Thank you very much. And talking of crazy kids, excellent segue. Couldn't thank you enough. Uh, What movies are we doing this week for the last week of the year? Nice. Well, the first one is a bit of a treat to ourselves. We are doing After We (laughs) Fell. We continue to follow this saga, this romantic (laughs) epic, uh, wherever it takes us. Oh, and it is taking us so many places, Simone. I couldn't be happier. (laughs) I really couldn't be happier with the places that it's taking us. Um, and the second movie that we are not so excited for? We're doing Dear Evan Hansen, a movie that is over two hours long. Two hours and 17 whole minutes. And it does not need to be. Outrageously long. No, it does not. I My synopsis for this one is very short yeah. because nothing really happens in the middle. So, yikes. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's see who goes first. What are you drinking? I am having a screwdriver. Ooh, I don't actually know what's in a screwdriver. Oh, it's vodka and orange juice. (laughs) Oh, okay, fair enough. Very, very simple, very easy. Very summery. Um, We had a braai yesterday, and I bought, like, Mm -hmm. all the ingredients for screwdrivers and then just ended up drinking wine. Um, So now I've got a bunch of fresh orange juice that I need to finish. Nice. Not a bad thing. It's one of your five a day. Yeah, exactly. I think so. So that's what I'm doing. I also learned a valuable lesson yesterday because I bought this juice that I really like that is delicious. It's a beetroot pomegranate blendy thing sounds interesting i like it because it's not too sweet Mm -hmm. very nice with vodka not good with gin it's just bitter on bitter on weird Ooh. okay yeah all right look life is a kaleidoscope of you know trials and challenges and you're learning you're learning moment by moment that's very amazing (laughs) i'm I'm so happy for you honestly when you held up your your drink your screwdriver to the camera i thought you were just drinking a fuck off big thing of limoncello and i was like who hurt you Who hurt you, and why? Did, when did you become a serial killer? No, <laughs> I, I love limoncello, limoncello, but um, not that much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is actually, I'm very much enjoying the summer, so we're not at last year's levels mm. of depression mm-hmm. drinking. Just a big old pint glass of whiskey. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, if I could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 last year, I mean. I'm fine now. I'm really, I'm, oh, I'm yes, in a very yes. good place, everybody. Much better place. Much better. These are happy yeah, drinks. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> so I'm a bit of a fancy boy today. Oh. So I don't know if you know this, but I invested in BrewDog 
last year. Oh. I bought some shares in BrewDog because they were doing sort of a public offering. And one of their uh, perks, if you bought a set amount of shares, was to give you a gift. And one of the gifts was an exclusive 24-pack of a beer that wasn't going to be out on the shelves. So it was exclusive to sort of us us investors. Oh, wow. So today I am drinking a, hello, my name is Gail, BrewDog exclusive beer, which is a wind-powered IPA. How is it wind-powered? Well, I think they mean, because they, they're they really big on sort of being carbon negative and stuff. Uh-huh. So it was made without any electricity, I assume. Okay, it was just with, with wind like power wind. generators. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, it's very tasty. Honestly, it's it's delicious. I'm very happy with it. And I got 24 of them. Nice. Very happy with that. Love that for you. That will you. last me a while. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, so very nice. I feel like a very fancy boy. You look like and a very fancy is, boy. I am the fanciest boy. I got a little badge as well that said that I'm a, an equity punk. That was Ooh. fun. So yeah, yeah, very, very fun. Um, so yeah, so I guess you do go first because vodka is always going to be stronger than beer, even yeah. though this is six. Six percent, which is oh, that is pretty strong beer. for a beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I want to ask you. Okay, I know you're supposed to go first, but do we just want to get Dev- Evan Hansen out of the way? No, let's just start with after we. No, because I okay. feel like we have a lot of feelings about Evan Hansen that we just have to. Okay, you know, just go get through. through. Okay. Okay. So the important thing here to note, everybody, is that a lot of actors have swapped out roles. <laughs> we still have Josephine Langford playing Tessa. We still have Hirofiend's Tiffin playing Harden. Uh, but the swaps that we have are Stephen Moyer replaces Charlie Weber as Christian Vance. Mira mm-hmm. Servino replaces Selma Blair as Carol Young. And Chance Perdono, who many of you will recognize from The Chilling Tales of Sabrina, uh, replaces Shane Ooh. Paul McGee as Landon. Oh, and Ariel Kebbell replaces Candace King as Kimberly. So that's a good chunk of the cast. Um Mm-hmm. Louise Lombard still plays Trish, who is Hardin's mom. Yeah, that's more or less. That's it's a very small cast movie yeah. at the moment. Yeah, those are the key players, really. Okay, so we pick right up where we left off. Uh, Tessa has been offered this job in Seattle, and um, Hardin is like, "No, but I thought we would move to London after graduation." And considering they're both still in first year <laughs> canonically, I don't really see how. Yeah. Any of this works, but cool. Um, mm-hmm. But Tessa, it seems like she's going to transfer to a school in Seattle so that she can also take this job, which is her dream job. Uh, so they're fighting about that. And then also, oh, Tessa's dad has come back into the picture. He's like homeless and an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. So naturally Hardin goes out drinking with him the first time he's <laughs> mad at Tessa. It's yep. great. She gets yep. to pick them Tracks. both up from a bar. Luckily, Hardin just sexes his way back into her heart. Unbelievable. The two of them continue fighting back and forth about whether she should move. Why Why doesn't Hardin want to come with her? Mm-hmm. Um, it basically kind of settles on like, no, Hardin got her this job because he loves her so much, even though he know he can't go with her. But he can. He can. He just <laughs> he very doesn't much can. really want to move to Seattle, which I guess is fair. Yeah. But then don't act like it's a huge sacrifice on your part, dude. You? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they Look, at least we'll get into it. After after, you know, they've been like having all these like super toxic fights, they manage to spend some time apart as Tessa moves to Seattle and she stays with her boss and her boss's girlfriend who's now pregnant or wife. Wife? Wife. I think wife. wife I'd say wife. Who's now pregnant. Yay! 
And, you know, with some distance, Hardin also reads Tessa's diary that he finds randomly and is like, oh, wow, I have been really shitty. Luckily, Tessa doesn't have to self-reflect at all. And he takes up boxing instead of drinking. I guess that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. the next time they get in touch, actually, they're doing really well. They're both trying their best to communicate more. And uh, Hardin's like, oh, my mom's getting married in England. And Tessa's like, well, I'd love to come. And he's like, fine, I guess we'll go. Because he apparently wasn't planning to go to his own mother's wedding. Yeah, so nice guy. Yeah. Th- th- they, they go to London and still the, the, those two are doing solid until <laughs> Hardin walks in on his mom having sex with uh, Hardin's father figure slash Tessa's boss slash the mom's old friend. And he's like, what? But you're getting married tomorrow. And she's like, no, you don't <laughs> understand. Anyway, they have a big fight. She gets married anyway. But then afterwards... Mm-hmm. Hardin goes to talk to his mom, and she's like, oh, no, Hardin goes to talk to the dude. Talk to, and to Vance, this is yeah. where the movie ends, guys. It turns out that guy is Hardin's dad, not the other. Remember the Dean in the first movie that yeah, we've entirely yeah, forgotten yeah. about? That's not Hardin's dad. <laughs> no, big shock and, and super emotional for all of us, yeah. really, while a Frey song plays in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the end. Good on you. What is your cliffhanger, please? Oh, it's obviously gotta be this fucking terrible scene, which is, <laughs> um, it's this one. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Does your moving to Seattle have anything to do with Trevor? No. No. I mean, we barely even talk anymore. Did you ever have feelings for him? That's two questions. Just be honest. Uh, there was a moment when... Hey! Seriously? That's not fair! Pardon! To set the scene, they've just had sex in a mm-hmm. jacuzzi. A thing that... People oh don't God. do. Gross. <laughs> so grim. We'll we'll go through the sex scenes because Jesus Christ, like I have feelings and thoughts. Uh, regardless, they've just had yeah. sex at a jacuzzi, <laughs> supposedly, um, <laughs> and now they are chilling. And um, you know, they're, it seems like they're really both opening up. And Hardin's like, you know, are you mm. moving to Seattle because you have feelings for Trevor, who has not been in the movie? No. They could not get Dylan Sprouse in for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't having it. Uh -uh. Wasn't going to come back. Um, And she was like, no, like, definitely not. Like, it's my dream job. Like, I keep telling you. And he's like, oh, I mean, did you ever have feelings for him? Like, you can tell me. And then she does tell him. And then he just walks the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, completely freaks the fuck out. I I love it. He's such an asshole. Oh, my God. Like, from the very first moment in this movie, like, literally five minutes in, he is picking fights with her. And, like, it's just, what we love, I think what we do love about these movies is the same reason why we why, why people watch NASCAR. Yeah. It's the fact that you don't come for the races, you come for the car crashes. Uh-huh. And this is what their relationship is. Non-stop. Just one massive car crash. Even in this movie, you can tell, like, Tessa's kind of over it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Harden keeps trying to pick fights with her. And she's like, bro, I'm tired. Like... <laughs> I've got to go to class. Can we like wrap up this drama later? 
Um, every time mm-hmm. he like runs off and has a tantrum, she's like, "Cool, I guess I'm just gonna go out by myself." Yeah. Then. Yeah. Love this for her. It's really great. Like, I would love to actually. I think because there is a fourth one, I definitely think mm-hmm. that you and I need to start reading the books. Oh no. So that we can really, you know, really get into it. Because no. I would love to see the difference in the book to the movie for this no. one. Because I do love this journey for. I can't for, for read Tessa fan fiction writing like this. Fuck. I can't do it. Even the movies, <laughs> even the movies, you can tell it's fan fiction because all the drama is so episodic, mm-hmm. right? Like they have this fight and they have mm-hmm. sex and then they make up and then they have this fight and then they do this and then they make up and then like, like it's so episodic. I don't it's know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, like, I really pity yeah. the screenwriter who had to adapt it into like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of those tasks that I think you just phone in and you just literally copy it word from word. Like, you, you, yeah, this is not your 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 writing debut break no. kind of thing. This is just, you know, a, a task in exercising your fingers, really. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh my god, the sex scenes in this, which is so ridiculous. Though, that being said, did love the fact that they used a condom. Yes! Did love the fact that they were talking safe. about safe sex. I appreciated very, very that cool. too. Happy I was like, that. okay, we're doing a quick pause. Still sexy. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. There's n- Guys, there's nothing sexier than being safe. There's nothing sexier than no pregnancy scares. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, talking about that at the end, I mean, that's going to be a real major player, I think, oh, in true, number four. True. I think so, that was a, a very good sleeping gun. Yeah, I um I forgot to add there, because it was just so quick, that Tessa found out that she might be infertile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the doctor being as vague as possible. He was just like, your cervix seems to be wrong, it was great. Like, it was the best doctor line in the world. I mean, I don't even want kids, and I'd want to know a little bit more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You want to know, sort of, like, yeah. He just, like, always said, it's like, your cervix is all kinds of fucked up. And that's how he leaves it, and he just, like, walks out the room. Did I tell you? I once had a pap like, smear with this nurse who was horrible. This mm-hmm. is... It, um, it's fine. Let's normalize it. Um, I had a pap smear with yeah, a nurse absolutely. who was horrible. So... <laughs> I was already very uncomfortable. And then she, like, does this mirror and she's like, yeah, I noticed something a little weird with your cervix, but get dressed and then I'll tell oh you my about God. it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's cancer. Oh, my God. She's detected cervical cancer. Like, so I get dressed yes. and everything. And then I go, like, and I sit down. I'm like, what is it? Like, what? <laughs> what is it? And she's like, no, like, it was just a very bright pink red color. But often that's normal with people who have high estrogen levels. And I was like. Sweet Jesus. Bitch. Fucking hell. Yes, I'm very fertile. I, I I don't know what to tell you. What the fuck? I cannot believe that. That is outrageous. Yeah, I actually, I don't D- think I even ended up going back for the results. I just went somewhere else and got a different no. pap smear because I was like, I truly, if I have cervical cancer, I do not want to hear it from this woman. No, no, that's terrible. Do you think doctors do this like for funsies? Do you think they just like doctors and nurses just do that and it's like, not good ones. There's something a little bit curious. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah, no, that was that that that's that's horrific. But that's what I this doctor did too. He's like, mm, your cervix. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Shrug. <laughs> Walks know. off. Very weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Very weird situation. So I think that's gonna come back in, in number four. But that just means like, you know, Harden is probably gonna say something incredibly insensitive. Uh, oh, and just be like, yeah. yeah, well, at least we don't have to wear condoms anymore. Cause he kind of like hinted at that. Like I know he was joking and everything, but I think it is also very, very insensitive and quite misogynistic because there's that scene where like um so so for the people who haven't watched this and by god i don't know why you wouldn't have watched this film it's the best thing what's wrong with this year (laughs) come on um so there's that scene where obviously they have sex in the gym and she does uh, he doesn't wear a condom 
And she goes to go get plan B and then she's like, right, I will also get on the pill. And he's like, oh, it will be nice to not have to wear a condom anymore. And you will be on, on, that's why, that's why. Like an orphan in Oliver Twist. (laughs) Because he does in this movie. (laughs) Does he? Don't you think he sounds way more like an orphan than in the other two? Like his accent just sounded so unbelievably put on this time. They were just like, like his one note after the second film was be more British. (laughs) Because like, I just felt like he was just so unbelievably British in this one. It was very upsetting. But yeah, like, so it was very misogynistic that he was just like, he was like, oh, it would be nice to not have to wear a condom again. And I was like, you should still though. Yeah, like, come on, asshole. Like, that's her choice. She's doing a super nice thing that's for you that's going to fuck with her brain. Like, (sighs) don't be an asshole. You know, it's not about you. Surprisingly, Hayden, Harden. Harden. It's not about you. Harry Styles. (laughs) Harry Styles. Um, so yeah, like, what were your sort of takeaways from this movie? Because when we were texting each other while watching this movie, you said it gets better halfway through, and yeah. I'm dying to know. Well, I at least why like that, like that. they reach some sort of resolution, right? Like they're both. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Tessa goes off to Seattle and stuff. Like they both sort of reach this weird understanding that, like, okay, we're gonna try and make this work, and maybe. Mm-hmm. Being dicks to each other all the time is not, like, the most (laughs) productive way to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. through the rest of the movie, the drama comes from, like, other people, right? But they're actually a pretty, like, happy, united front, which is very nice to see. Like, I mean, we said it before when we covered the first two movies. These two have fantastic chemistry. You know, Mm. the sex scenes, if you like that sort of thing. Pretty steamy. Very steamy, yeah. So you just, you're rooting for these kids. You're just like, stop being... Such dicks for two seconds, mm-hmm. like absolutely. If my if my boyfriend took my estranged homeless alcoholic father <laughs> out drinking, and then I had to pick them up for getting in a bar fight, it would be over. Mm-hmm. Like it would be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. To be fair, Simone, I feel like there are a lot more yeah. things that have happened in, these in this buildup that, that I... would have been like yeah, Harden and I done. would not have made it. No, definitely not. Not even a little bit. But he is just the worst. Like, even in that fight, after they have the fight, like, and then Tess takes them home and Harden's explaining it. And, like, he's like, you know, I was just defending your honor. And she's like, oh, what did they, what what did they say? And they were like, oh, what do they want to do to you? And then he goes, I told them I had already done that. And he was obviously, like, he was as a joke. And I was like, like, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? No. Whoever like, wrote him this time ew. is just the devil. The absolute devil. I Yeah, listen. And again, I, I, I feel like we have said this before, too. <laughs> Who among us hasn't been incredibly stupid and horny at the ages 19 mm-hmm. and 20? <laughs> That's very true. Like, that is very, very true. Who among us has been a balanced, healthy, mm-hmm. rational <laughs> human at that age? That's very true. But to be fair, Simone, you would think after three years of being in a relationship, you would learn... And they, I mean, they grew a bit Are in they, this one. I will give you that. Is it three years? No. Well, that's what I would assume is the storyline. Am I am I wrong? Is this over like a year, two years? It's like okay, she does like her internship over Christmas and then gets offered this oh, fucking yeah. job. Um, oh yeah. So, so like they haven't year, even really. been together like a full year. Yeah, and they moved into each other uh, in together. They were mm, into move an apartment that does not belong to them. Oh, this feels. All of this just feels all sorts of wrong. A little rushed. Wow. 
Yeah, yikes. Okay, scary times. Scary, scary times. But yes, I, I agree with you. I think it was really nice how they changed it around and like they were really good from like the middle and then drama came from everywhere else and it actually felt very peaceful yes. for a change. I, how did you feel about the ending? What with Harden's mom? I thought it was a little bit forced. Like, it's very mm-hmm. strange to me that, like, Harden's mom wouldn't have disclosed this sooner since there's, like, clearly no love loss between her and Harden's dad. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Harden is especially close with his dad. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely a bit of a retcon, I think. Definitely. Definitely. It felt very weird. And, like, the fact that it happened in, you know, the last maybe 10, 15 minutes of this film felt a little forced like you know have little plants throughout the movie that would have been nice but they do this i mean they did it with the second one as well when they revealed tessa's dad was homeless and stuff you know it was like not a thing throughout the whole movie and then right at the end it was like i'm your dad i was like all right cool that's fine she's like yeah come into my apartment (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then harden gives him like a really expensive watch to pay off his bills i don't i i don't understand any i don't Again, whenever you read this and then you're like, oh, but this is a fan fiction, it makes sense, right? Because the author has to make sure Mm. that every chapter is very dramatic and interesting and cliffhangery for the next chapter. So it's just constant Mm. nonstop drama. And it makes sense. Like, that is what the medium Mm. is. And I still admire whoever is trying to adapt it into film because it can't be an easy job. No, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. But that being said... God damn it, do I enjoy watching these films. Me too. Fucking Me too. Hell. I'm just like, oh, it's just pure junk food for your brain. It is mm-hmm. the happy meal of movies. It really, really is. You know it's not good mm. for you, but when when you're in a quick fix, it's just what you need in your soul. It's like a hangover breakfast for the soul, but not in a healthy way. Oh, like, a, like a like a not, guilty yeah, not in hangover a recovery. breakfast. Yeah. Like it's actually the burger and chips you bought last night, but couldn't finish because mm-hmm. you were too drunk and nauseous. And now they're cold mm-hmm. the next morning and that's what you're eating, but it's all your body wants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's that moment when you look in the mirror and you go, who are you? <laughs> what happened? As you sip lukewarm Coke from a <laughs> straw. <laughs> <laughs> when the Coke is warmer than the chips, then you have a problem. <laughs> and you try to reheat it, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's never the same. It's never the same. So what is your uh, golden nugget for this one? My golden nugget remains that these two, the main actors, have really incredible chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, they work hard to make these movies work because <laughs> no oh, one else they really is. do. Like other actors, be- other roles they, yeah. are just swapping out back and forth and they're like, <laughs> we are in this. Um, good for those crazy yeah. kids. They're they're really Absolutely. pulling it pulling de- it out of a hat. <laughs> they deserve Oscars. They really do. They like this is true acting. Mm-hmm. To to put as much effort into to, to these movies as they do. God oh, damn yeah. it. Well well done. Round of applause. Standing ovation for these two. Yeah. What about you? I think for me, it's all about the scenery, it's all about the colours, it's all about the music. Like, this is a very cool movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it was shot really well, the music was great. Oh, Like, there so wasn't fun. a single bit of the soundtrack that I didn't love. I actually kind of want to listen to the soundtrack now. Right? It is it was, a good it soundtrack. It's pretty sexy, too. Like... Yeah, very sexy, very, very sexy soundtrack. And yeah, like, you know, the color scheme was great. I think everyone looked fantastic oh, all yeah, the, the time. Outfits? Everyone's suits and stuff so were cute. insane. So good. So yeah, like, I think visually, I was just like a happy little kid just sitting there being like, ooh, pretty the whole time. It was yeah, great. I get you. I get you. Did you know yeah. that this movie and then the following one, they were filmed back to back? 
Oh, yeah? In Bulgaria. Because okay. mm. that was a okay. location that's that was deemed COVID safe. So, yeah. Oh, that's clever. That's quite clever. That's that's very smart. Nice. Well, at least they're being COVID safe. That's yeah. another tick in their box to, to say it. Truly. Yeah, I'm so excited for the next one. I am so excited oh, for number me four. Me too. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm so ready for it. It's going to be great. I have some predictions, but I, I don't yes. want to. Like, Tessa's going to no, have no, a baby, a... right? Like, they're going to be sad, and there's going to be, like, a lot of drama about how she can't have kids because the boss's mm-hmm. wife, well, soon-to-be ex-wife, because she's divorcing him because of the cheating. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant now. She's not divorcing him, though. Oh. She said at the end, she loves him like an idiot. Well, they're going to have a baby. Tessa and Harden are going to be helping look mm-hmm. after the baby. And Harden's going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad. I can't do his accent. <laughs> you were so close. I don't, you, know, you really I don't tried. know how I went straight to the crown. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was perfect. You were queen. You, you were the Queen Elizabeth there as Harden. It made me so happy. Isn't that what he sounds like? <laughs> Doesn't the queen speak like Harden does? Yes, yes, she is. She is also a road man. <laughs> but oh, that's you know, so he's gonna be like, oh, you know, we could do this. <laughs> I can't do. <laughs> I keep trying, and I just, I'm too posh. I love it. Never change. Never change. <laughs> That's perfect in every way. Um, and Tessa's going to be like, no, don't say that. And then they'll have like a big fight. Yeah. And then she'll get pregnant mm-hmm. somehow anyway. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Or they steal uh, the baby, like Vance's baby. Oh, my That'll God. be the, the dramatic twist and run oh, away no. together. Oh, I mean, but they're like definitely going to get married very young. Oh, yeah. Without a question. Like, he's definitely going to pop the question yeah. in the next one. With, like, an angry. Oh, that's the one that really annoyed me. The one sex scene that really annoyed me was their angry sex scene. Like, after he finds out. Wait, they don't have sex. He just like cries into her bosom, doesn't he? Yeah, was, it's very cute, actually. It's then. very yeah. intimate and it sweet. It is actually very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the jacuzzi scene that was the weirdest because, you know, that's why her cervix is all fucked up because she had jacuzzi sex. It's just something you don't do. Bacterial infection alone. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Uh, No. Water, chlorinated water, warm chlorinated water just takes away any natural lubrication that you have. And I didn't see him whip out a non-water-based lube to make all of this possible. So that was not pleasant. I was like, no, not, not <laughs> I was watching, but I was like, they're not. No one actually does this. Yeah. No, no, absolutely Like maybe not. you start in the jacuzzi, been... but you move that party elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would have fucking loved it if they had like started in the jacuzzi and been like, um. Oh, And then like, oh, they're no. trying to work out the mechanics and yeah. it's like, oh, and, and she's like, whoa, no, nope, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Shut not it gonna, down. Nope. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have made me so happy because they were so practical with the condoms. Yeah. Um, so like, make it more practical and be like, nope, jacuzzi does not work. And then she goes to the hospital uh, to the doctor's the next day, and she's got a yeast infection. Yeah. Um, yeah, like really make it realistic. <sighs> so, uh, would you watch it again? Uh, would you uh, Would you recommend it? I mean, guys, if you are on the train this far, like you might as well ride it all the way to the end station. Yeah. You know what I mean? Choo choo, let's go straight to hell. Yeah, absolutely. check it out. And guys, honestly. Yeah, I would recommend it, but, like, to a very specific group of people, of people who love trash cinema. You yes. Know, anyone who watched sort of Fifty Shades of Grey, who wasn't sort of a middle-aged woman, anyone who, you know, loved the Twilight series because of its ridiculousness, this is this the is up shit there. for you. Yeah, guys. Oh, what was that other one that we watched with the vampires? Um, High school vampires. Oh, Vampire Academy. 
Vampire Academy. That was fun. People who love Vampire Academy. Yeah, this is that. This mm-hmm. is that kind of swill. You gotta, you gotta drink it in. Definitely. Let it happen. Let it happen. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D and D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait. Sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw... Hope Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right, all right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favourite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Shall we do a really dumb movie that made us very angry? Yeah, let's do it. I've got a lot of feelings. Me too. So, Evan Hansen, played by Ben Platt, is a believable high school student who has anxiety and depression and is just, like, a completely messed up kid. His psychiatrist has told him that he should write letters to himself. So, the movie opens with him trying to write a letter to himself, being like, this year's gonna be better, you're gonna make friends and stuff. Um, His condition is sort of made worse by his mum, Hayley Hansen, played by Julianne Moore, who is kind of pushing him to make friends, but is also sort of never around because she's working sort of as, as she's working as a nurse and she's a single mom and, you know, trying to give She's ben just doing her the fucking best, best Evan, really. Exactly. Giving Evan the life that he can have. So, you know, everyone pipe down, including Evan, but we'll get into that. Uh, so Evan goes to school and nothing's changed. He tries to talk to people and he's still really nervous. Uh, the only person that he seems to be able to talk to is his best friend, who is Jared Kalwani, played by Nick Dodani. Uh, they are not friends, actually. They're familial friends. He doesn't actually want to be around Evan, um, like very much everyone in the school. Um, but they do talk. And uh, over the summer holidays, Evan broke his arm. So, you know, Jared asks him about that. Apparently what happened was uh, Evan was on a work internship and he fell from a tree. That's the story he's going with. So he's walking around school, no one wants to talk to him, no one wants to sign his cast, and then we meet Connor. Connor Murphy, played by Colton Ryan. He's kind of the school bully, kind of the school crazy person, Um, everyone kind of stays away from him or makes fun of him and that kind of thing, and he's just very aggressive. He also picks on Evan uh, quite a lot, except for one moment when they are in the library together. Uh, Evan has printed off his uh, letter to himself, and that's when Connor finds it, he reads it. Um, in the letter, Evan has also said something about Connor's sister, who is Zoe Murphy, played by Caitlin Denver, who Evan has a crush on. Uh, Connor thinks that, uh, his friendship has been taken advantage of, and that Evan wanted Connor to find the letter so that he could read that about his sister. He kind of freaks out and thinks that Evan has betrayed him, even though they've only spoken as friends for, like, ten seconds. Yeah, Connor's not well... 
yeah, Connor's been a bully to Evan apart from this one moment. So the night ends and everyone goes home. The next day, Evan is pulled into the uh, principal's office. That's where he meets Connor's parents, Cynthia Murphy, played by Amy Adams, and Larry Mora, played by Danny Pino. Um, unfortunately, what's happened is, oh, trigger warning, uh, just in case and no one sort of knew about the plot. Sort of, yeah, yeah Evan we'll put one in the yeah, show notes uh, as well. Yeah, we'll put one in the show notes as well. But uh, trigger warning for suicide. Uh, Connor has killed himself, and apparently on his body they found the letter that Evan had written to himself. Now, um, Connor's parents think that Connor wrote this movie, uh, Connor wrote this letter, and that he and Evan were friends. Uh, Evan is completely awkward about this and can't seem to tell Connor's parents that he actually wrote the letters himself and that him and Connor were never friends so he just goes along with a lie and he continues to tell Connor's parents that uh, they were best friends and that they hung out all the time um, sort of Connor's parents sort of buy into this and sort of help him along so uh, Evan tries to like make up stories about you know them hanging out in like a field or whatever and that's when um connor's parents are like oh the apple orchard and he's like yeah 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 the apple orchard that's where we used to hang out so you know they all believe him everyone's sort of like believing evan and sort of uh the whole school kind of comes to his aid and is like oh you're a really cool guy i can't believe you knew him etc etc i can't believe you were friends with him and Evan just continues the lie. Eventually, he does tell Jared about the lie. Um, but ja- and Jared's like, oh, you should tell them. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to tell them. Let's just make up a fake email account and write letters, uh, write emails from Connor and I over the summer months. Can you help me? And Jared's like, yeah, fine. That's cool. I'll do that. So they do that. And basically, it just explodes from there. The whole school kind of gets involved. And that's where you meet Alana Beck, played by Amandi- uh, Amandia Steenberg who is sort of the class president and decides she wants to do something for Connor in his memory. Uh, She wants to open up the apple orchard again and call it the Connor McGregor or whatever it's called, Connor Connor Murphy um, apple orchard and sort of, you know, in his memory. Evan agrees to help and he makes a speech at the school memorial and it goes viral. Everyone is freaking out. Everyone over the world is like, you're not alone. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, you're not alone. We're all here for you, etc. Because of this fame, Evan sort of, you know, becomes very, very popular. Him and Zoe get very close together and they start hanging out and sort of fall in love. Uh, Evan's life seems to be going great. He's super happy about this, but he is obviously still living a lie and that gives him a bit of anxiety. On top of that, uh, he um, sort of starts blowing off all of his duties towards the Conor uh, Conor Murphy Memorial. Uh, So it's all very problematic and everything. This all comes to a head eventually when, um, what's her name, when Alana... Uh, posts on Instagram the original letter, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, on Instagram. The whole world essentially blows up and is like, oh, this very rich family, because the Murphys are incredibly rich, this whole, uh, this very rich family is like asking people for money when they could afford it. It all turns very negative. And that's when Evan reveals to the world that he lied. Uh, essentially, uh, there are very minor consequences. People are kind of mad at him. Zoe breaks up with him. Um, but eventually they get the money to open the apple orchard and Zoe takes, uh, Evan to the apple orchard to discuss it. And then Evan writes a letter to himself at the end of the movie saying next year is going to be better. Uh, that's the end. Right. What is your cliffhanger? So it has to be this one. I always picture you and Connor here. Even though 
This is my first time. It's nice. Peaceful. My parents come here all the time. We do picnics, like, every weekend. Lots of gluten-free sandwiches. <laughs> it's helped them a lot, actually, having this. And it is the ending scene when Zoe takes Evan to the apple orchard and is like, I just need to needed to make sure you saw this. And I feel this is, like, the only pertinent moment in this mm. whole movie because this movie is so frustrating in the fact that this kid lies about something that is incredibly, incredibly serious. And the only consequences that he faces is that he's back to everyone ignoring him. And that's it. Like, that is literally it. Yeah, I I, I think I would say that (laughs) the worst part of this movie was Evan Hansen. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) He's the worst. He's evil. He's the worst. Yeah. Um, I think Ben Platt is a fantastic singer. I think he's tremendously mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. Do I think he should have been CGI'd into playing a 15-year-old? No, it was really <laughs> fucking creepy and gross. It very was very weird. distracting. Very gross. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, okay, I admit, I did watch <laughs> some reviews. I watched Jenny Nicholson's roast of um, Dear Evan Hansen, which was very good. Right. But uh, the point that stood out to me the most, that to me seemed... Um, mm-hmm or that bothered me as well, was... So Ben Mm -hmm. Platt was in the original stage production of Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. And again, tremendously talented. I don't want to take that away from him. Yeah. No, absolutely not. He was good in this. He's a fantastic singer. Like, truly, I'm still incredibly Mm -hmm. impressed by his vocals. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think because he is used to performing it on stage, where you do make everything a little bit bigger, it looks really fucking weird and creepy in a movie. Yeah, it really does. Like, the music in this made very little sense, and it was all very samey. It was all the sort of this, like, da-da-da-da-da, da. And it was, like, that final final little syllable was, like, a bit of a pause and then go. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You are all awkward teens. I understand yeah. where this movie is coming from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, look. I mean, the performances in this are incredible. Oh my god! Like, you can't, you can't deny that. I mean, Amy Adams in this was just delightful. Ugh. I love her to no end. I loved the song that the family sings about, like the complicated relationship they have with Morning Connor, um, where it starts yes, with Zoe, the sister, the like her, her brother was horrible to her. He was not a nice person. Yes. He was very cruel. Yes. And it's her struggling with like, how do I mourn this person who like, it's actually better that he's out of my life. And like, uh, the dad mm-hmm. is also struggling with it. And the mo- like all of them dealing with it in their own ways. I thought that was like really interesting mm-hmm. for a song. And I thought they all handled the performances so well. Like, the Mm -hmm. acting in this is fantastic. Yes. Yes. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's just a shame that they did get Ben Platt to play it. I'm sure there are so many other teenagers where this would have made sense. Can you imagine poor Zoe... Um, who who was played by Caitlin Denver, oh, uh, Dever, trying to act against Ben Platt in this and like all the kissing scenes, and he's like, he's twenty. What, How what, old he is must she? Be in his thirties now. He's he's twenty nine. Sure. I think he's around our age. He's he's twenty nine. She is. I'll tell you now. December twenty fourth, ninety six. Oh, okay, ninety six. Yeah, so she's like a couple so she's years 24. younger. She does look very young, though. She has a baby mm. face. Like it makes sense to cast her as a high school student. Yes, exactly. I think that is the big sticking point. I mean, 
yes, we are both very annoyed by this premise of this movie because this kid lies yeah. about someone who has committed suicide and continues the lie and gets famous because of it and doesn't admit it and at any point and like causes unbelievable grief. Yeah. Yeah, like so much grief for that poor family. Could you imagine being that family? Especially, I especially feel for Zoe because, like, she has this complicated relationship with her brother. Like, she talks about how Mm. he was really violent towards her and he scared her and he was really mean. And she didn't think she gave it. Yeah. He gave a shit about her. And then Evan sings this really fucking weird, gross song where he pretends that yeah. all of like his weird, crushy thoughts about Zoe actually came from Connor. Um, which, like, yeah. first of all, if it, if anyone was like, "Oh, here's what your brother thought about your smile," I'd be like, "What's the?" Uh, no, Grim. but then she's like led to believe that actually her brother secretly loved mm-hmm. her this whole time, and then she has to accept that that wasn't even true. Yeah. Yikes. Horrendous. Horrendous. That's going to send you to therapy for years. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of this musical, at, like as a as a plot in itself? Because you know, not to be leading or anything, but most musicals start off pretty happy. Yeah. Or pretty sort of. You know, I can think of maybe like Lamez and um, <laughs> maybe Sweeney Todd, which and <laughs> Cabaret starts fun. It starts like, fun, it's, but it's the always, music is there's fun. always like the dark undertone. They're like, oh, it is Berlin before the Second World War, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we know what's coming. This is not going to be good for yeah. you guys. Um, but yeah, like there are so very few musicals that start mm. off sad and just continue sad throughout. Yeah, this true. did start off sad. At, like, how did you how did you feel about that as a premise as a musical? You know, I didn't hate it. To be honest, like mm-hmm. I actually liked a lot of the like individual numbers. I thought like you know it's okay. a cool premise. I think I, I of course I liked the idea even like the opening number of just like Evan feeling mm-hmm. like he's watched like everybody else has things figured out and he doesn't. Like I think that's very visceral mm-hmm. and like anyone who's been to high school feels that <laughs> way, right? Like it feels like everybody's read a manual yeah. that you haven't read and you're like what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like I hate myself. Yeah. And I like I thought that was good. <laughs> I I liked a lot of the feelings that the thing explored and I just <sighs> Yeah, it would have been nice if the ending were a little bit happier instead of bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like the bit at the end where Evan managed to track down a video of Connor like playing guitar and singing a song. I thought that was actually a really lovely note. Um, I don't know if it was completely redeeming for Evan. (laughs) Not even a little Um, bit. But it was sweet. Like I teared up a little bit because I was two hours in and I was tired. Um, yeah, that's the that's the other thing. But that like, was good. You know, I did. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You go, you go. I was interrupting you. I've spoken a lot. I think it's also it's difficult to watch a character that doesn't. He doesn't necessarily grow that much. Like no, he realizes that really. he's not alone and that he should probably work on his mental health. Um, and he starts off suicidal and ends up in a place where he's more hopeful about the future and he's like, you know, mm. actually trying. Um, but mm. he's still a selfish piece of shit the whole way through. Like he's so yeah. he's so selfish about the family. Like he literally just keeps lying to them because he likes hanging out with them and feeling like he's part of a family. Yeah. He's such a shit to his mom, who is constantly just so doing bad. her best, and he doesn't like see that. Like he's just like, yeah, well, you're not absolutely. home, so so it's like, so you obviously don't love me. It's like fuck off, dude. Who do you think is paying? Are you, are you serious for the therapy sessions that you need? 
yeah, where the fuck is your dad? Like, you know, he's the one you should be mad yeah. at, not trying to, like, l- buy his attention with, like, you know, the baseball scene. Like, yes, that was very sad. But, like, you're still awful to your mum, who is there yeah. for you. And like, then, oh, she's the and parent then the worst part is, like, Julianne Moore, I guess, gets her comeuppance, but not really at the end, because she's, like, mm-hmm. y- you know, she has her very auto-tuned song <laughs> at the end, <laughs> um, where she sings about, like, how she's never going to leave Evan and she loves him so much and his dad mm-hmm. left, but she's not going to left. And there's a lot of the use of the word truck in there for some reason, yes. which was yes. very strange. Um, but it was just also like, okay, so he's just admitted that he tried to commit suicide and the mom's making mm-hmm. it all about her <laughs> and how hard it's been for her. And it's like, this is like, it's mm-hmm. true, but it's not really like the moment Julianne Moore. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I, while I think this movie hits a lot of very interesting emotional beats and cool emotional beats, um, every now and again, it just wildly misses the mark. And you're like, no, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what was called for it. in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think I would still go and see the stage production because I want to see how mm-hmm. different it is and if yeah. there are, like you say, different beats that are hit right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would want to s- explore that from its original source. Yeah. You know, like like we've said, you know, in the past, the Hamilton DVD that you get on Disney Plus is not as good as the live show. Yeah, some things are just better in person. Exactly, exactly. So I would like to see whether sort of the things that we've said on this podcast are retracted yeah. when you watch the stage yeah. show. And and please, listeners, if you have seen the stage show, please do reach out to us and let us know how it is versus the movie. We'd yeah. love to love to know. But I do think the movie, the underlying moral of the movie is Bizarre. that teenagers are shitty. Bizarre. Like... like all of them are shitty people. Like, Evan is shitty. Connor is shitty. Um, yeah. Fucking the, uh, the 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 teenager who... Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Alana. Da, da, da. Come, on, come on. Alana. Alana is so shitty because Evan's like, please don't release this. This was only Yeah, and she's like, better a Kickstarter for like, an orchard. Yeah, what? Yeah. I also didn't yeah. really necessarily like, subscribe to the premise that if they didn't raise enough money for this orchard, people weren't going to have hope anymore. Like, okay, Alana. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot to put on yourself there. All right. Yeah, so so golden golden nugget. Um to be honest, I really enjoyed the performance from the guy who played Connor. I thought he did a fantastic job mm. in the scenes that he yes. was in, uh both showing like, you yes. know, the real Connor before he died, and I enjoyed the song Sincerely Me. Like if you don't think about it too much because it's a very dark premise. <laughs> but the song itself yeah. is actually like the only real standout for me that like sounds different to right. the other songs, I guess because it's in a major key. Yes. Um <laughs> Oh no, so depressing when you think about it. I, I'm sure the other songs are in a major key. I don't know. I've never studied music. But um, No, I think you're right. I think there's like one song in a major key. Yeah, I would think that um You Will Be Found is also in a major key just because it is very whoop, mm. uplifting. But who's to yeah. say? I mm, don't know anything about music. <laughs> but this one's definitely a lot more like upbeat and funny. Upbeat. And like, you know, someone tried to have a good time in this, and I thought the actor did really well, like with, like, the yeah. weird choreography and vocals and that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a very underrated performance. Um, and, yeah, I just... I really wish anyone... I wish Ben Platt had not been playing Evan Hansen in this. Yeah, I like him. Absolutely. I like seeing him on screen. I loved him Definitely. in The Politician and the other things I've seen him in. Great voice. Uh, it's past time to play a 15-year-old, though. It was creepy. It was Absolutely. creepy and weird. 
after seeing him in Pitch Perfect, Perfect, and I think that's what most people will know yeah. him from as Pitch Perfect as a university student, it was really fucking off-putting to see him as a kid again. Oh, and they CGI'd him weird. so young. He looks plastic. It's horrible. Yeah, it's really grim. It's very, he very He just grim. doesn't have a young person yeah. face. That's fine. I also don't have a young person face. Mm-hmm. I got into bars when I was a teenager. It's fine. <laughs> like, you exactly, play to your strengths. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly it. It's you, you, you do what you can with what you've got. That's that's all you need to know. And I mean, it's not like Ben Platt is struggling, let's be fair. Yeah. It's not like he's in Hollywood being like, oh, I've got no role. Exactly. Calm he's, down. Dad's the director yeah. of the movie. That's why he got the role. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And then when he faced criticism no, no, for no, no, it, he was no, like, nepotism. guys, the movie would not have been made without me. And it's like, okay, but you could have put some pressure on your dad and just cast someone else, though, you know? like Yeah, for real. Ooh, Yikes. That's not fun. For me, it was, I think, definitely the female cast in this. Uh-huh. I think, you know, Julianne Moore, exceptional. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams, absolutely oh, so exceptional. Good. I think, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, Deva. Uh, who played Zoe? Ugh, She's I gonna love be a her in everything star. she does. She is yeah. just such a phenomenal actress. Exactly. So I think they really made the movie and they carried it through really, really mm. nicely. Um, yeah, yeah. Nothing but the best for all three of them. Yeah. Excellent. Agreed. Mind. Agreed. And I mean, I know the answer. I think our audience knows the answer. But would you recommend this? No, it's a stone cold bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you could probably just listen. It's so much longer than it needs to be. You could literally just listen to the soundtrack and like get an idea of where you're at. Exactly. It's just it's long. It's a lot. I can't speak for the stage version. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the stage version, but I don't know if I would spend my own hard earned cash on it if there were other options. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. It's uh. Would not recommend for me. No, I've, I've got to agree with you. I think that Hell is made up of this movie, the Gingerbread, uh, the Ginger Dead Men series, and Zack Snyder's four-hour <laughs> Batman. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Justice League. Yes, is it Justice, Justice League? League. Yeah, it's Justice League. Uh, his four-hour Justice League on loop, just mm. for eternity. Yeah, I get you. Just those four movies. Just Lord. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And so, so definitely not... Guys, you have two hours and 17 minutes to fill with literally anything else. Mm-hmm. Just don't fill it with these, the, the, this movie. Not Absolutely. worth it. Well, thank you, Simone. What a year it's been. What a year. We've done so many amazing things. We've come so far so in far. this last year. I'm so proud of us. I'm Me so proud too. Of what is your one thing that you're that you're happiest about from this last year? Um, probably that my I got a couple of short stories published. One in a that especially good anthology, like besides authors that I've read. So if you haven't yet, pick up copies of What One Wouldn't Do. It's on Amazon. It's really fucking good, guys. Yeah, do it. Do it. I've, I've, I bought it and I'm, you know, taking them with me to South Africa if I'm able to go next year uh, to get signed by one of the authors. I'm so Stop very it. excited. <laughs> I'm bringing them. Like, no, like I'm going to get you to sign them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's getting my dream job. Nice. Uh, you know, I've always yeah. wanted to be, you know, involved with the, the Crown Prosecution Service. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to go into criminal law. So I'm just really happy that, that that's happened, that I got that. Love this. Yeah. This is this has been a good year, and long may it continue into 2022. Touch wood. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, Simone, I was thinking, first episode of the new year mm-hmm. next week. Completely new start, uh-huh. completely fresh. Uh-huh. I got two ideas. Okay. So the first one is like a dead easy one. It's your favorite movie. We're just going to okay. fucking throw yeah. out the rule book and just go our favorite movie of all yeah. time. You can do that one. And then we can just talk about our favorite movies. Gush it out. 
and then we uh-huh. reset for the for the year love to come. This. The other option that I had was movies we love and we will and the hills that we will die upon. Oh, so, so like our favorite me, controversial movies. Yes. Yeah, so like for me, for example, I love Garden State. It is inherently oh, a bad no. movie. It is trash. And Zach Braff is a trash human being. But I love this movie. Undeniably. It is fantastic. So that so so I don't know which one you would which one would you prefer for the well, for the first I was going to suggest something similar, which is like our all-time favorite, like our happy movies, like one that okay. never, never fails to just put a big old smile mm-hmm. on your face and like transport you to a better time. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking around those lines. So I guess that's kind of under our favorite movies. I mean, does anyone have like one single mm-hmm. favorite movie? I think not. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's too hard to choose one favorite movie. But Absolutely. definitely our happiest movies, okay. I think. Yeah. So I, th- I definitely think a happiest movie is a, is a good way to go. Lovely. Yeah, let's do happiest movie. Awesome. So what? What do you know what your happiest movie is? I do. I've been wanting us to cover this on the podcast for a long time, but it's done too well. Okay. <laughs> it is. Okay. What are we doing? Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. That's the one with Brandy ah. in it. Yes, you've been wanting to do this for ages. It's truly, I had it on VCR as a kid, and I still mm-hmm. know all the songs off by heart. It's just a lovely, wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Okay, what about you? Do you have anything queued up? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay. Let me just think about this okay. because I don't want to make it a Stone Cold Bummer, and you know oh, me. I God, love Stone we're not Cold doing Bummers. South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> know you i actually i had completely decided not to do that one purely on the basis that i knew how much of a stone cold bummer that is <laughs> so so I, that wasn't even like in my in my wheelhouse because i know we can't Absolutely. do that and we're we all mad at jake right now so oh yeah yeah of course taylor taylor ruined jake for us with 10 minutes of of propaganda <laughs> um right okay because i'm not gonna make you watch lord of the rings oh I'm god not do yeah that that's a bit long um yeah could you imagine a synopsis um (laughs) so 1000 years ago on middle earth (laughs) let's start at the beginning so that's part one (laughs) start with the silmarillion actually like just start oh my god yeah just really (laughs) go into the law like got my little book there um let's do yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's do let's do uh, the Empress New Groove. Yay! It. It, That's so It's a movie fun. that always makes me really happy. It always makes me really Excellent. happy. It's so funny. It's it's fantastic. So we'll do we'll do Empress New Groove and we'll do uh ha- Rich Rogers uh, and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. That's that's a very exciting week. What a great thrill. And this is also like we're doing this on our like vacation, our respective vacations. So this is like ideal mm-hmm. vacation watching. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's the one week where our significant others are going to be like this is why Maybe. we're in a relationship. Rudy this doesn't the- Okay, so Rudy <laughs> pretends not to like musicals. But okay. he does that okay. like dad boyfriend thing where he'll like kind of mm-hmm. he'll walk into the room and like kind of watch standing with his arms crossed and then he's like what's <laughs> happening now and i'm like oh this and then like he'll just slowly work his way onto the couch and i'm like oh do you want to watch with me he's like no 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 no. i'm just no. i'm just i'm just here um and then he watches with me <laughs> that's adorable he doesn't want to watch trash tv shows as well like <laughs> 
That's fantastic. I, I love that for you both. That is fantastic. So, oh, brilliant. Well, I think he will watch Emperor's New Group with I'm me. I'm sure though. he will. That's a classic. How could you not? It's one of the best films I've ever, ever made. Exactly. It was, it was pure it's gold. It's Eartha Kitt, I mean. How could you not love her? She's so funny She's in this. So it's good. it's everyone you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for this wonderful year. Yes. We cannot have done this without guys. you. We really, really do appreciate all your support. You guys have been so, so wonderful, giving us recommendations, telling us where we're wrong, telling us where we're right, agreeing with mm-hmm. us, whether you like to or not. And, you know, sitting down and watching terrible movies with us. Hell yeah. I must say, I, I want to give a big shout out for Georgette for, for coming in, rocking it with the with the new relationship and deciding to, you know, watch some of these yep. bad movies with me. Bless her soul. Mm-hmm. Thank you very you much. You did not scare her I don't know if you want to do the same for... No, 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 definitely not, which is surprising. So nice. I just want to thank her for that. Do you want to thank thank Rudy for doing reasonably the same? Yeah, and letting me steal his uh, study every single day. Or every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We cannot thank you guys enough. Mm-hmm. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, so I guess one final gratitude for the end of the year. Oh, it's a big one. I mm. am very grateful for good friends. I think <laughs> there were a lot of ups and downs this year for me. Um, and mm. I think I definitely saw like the really amazing people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just super grateful for like the amazing support and just like the fantastic wonderful people that i have around me i think i'm super 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 lucky uh including yeah. you chad yeah. obviously you you make that list you have just been an absolute star but <laughs> all of our like <laughs> pre-recording chats where i'm like listen <laughs> not coping oh that's really sweet of you well yeah I, thank you for being such a great friend i mean you're always there to chat to and and yeah. it's it's been fantastic i mean we've done this for three years yeah. now and i couldn't imagine a better person to do this with um i'm so happy that day that you came to us with this idea um yeah. couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better friend so you know we've this is this has been a this has been a rocking rocking relationship I'd it say. really and, has and, and, yeah, look I'm, at us yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. And yeah, I, I'm really grateful to sort of everything that's happened this year. I mean, yeah, things are dark out there, but honestly, f- could be far worse. Yep. You know, I know I know. There's a lot of people who complain. It's like, oh, we're definitely on the darkest timeline, guys. You do realize, like, 60 years ago, there was a world war. Yes. Like literally, everyone was fighting with everyone. So you know, things are bad. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. But Overall, you know, things could be worse. Oh, there's going to be egg on your face if by the time we release this, the world has just (laughs) descended. Just into another world Mm -hmm. war. And I'm just like, oh. I'll I'll cut it out if that's the case, Chad. I'll cut it right out. I fucked up. But yes, I'm I'm really thankful for everything that happened. I mean, the fact that, you know, we got the vaccine and, yeah. you know, my girlfriend is essentially, you know, in a much better place because of the vaccine. We all are, yeah. um, you know, that people have come together for this type of thing. It's it's really good. And, and I'm just really thankful that, that we're in the lightest, darkest timeline. <laughs> it's sort of like a gray color. Mm, a gray timeline. Yeah, the gray timeline. The gray timeline. Yes, and thank you, uh, thank you again to you all. And as we say at the no, well, tell us uh, socials. Do the, yeah, do the social you thing. Can I tell us your gratitudes right at on at Fresh Tomatoes uh, podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Fresh Tomatoes MP on Twitter, and email us long paragraphs about your gratitude at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you've kept a journal for every day this oh, year, yeah. send it to us. We will read every single page. <laughs> we promise. We'll leave notes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and as we say, at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about we it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how, like, poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm -hmm. with a face. Mm -hmm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.